Hi, and welcome back to the Medicine Encompassed podcast. I'm Indy, your podcast initiative co-lead. For those of you who don't know, Medicine Encompassed is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides numerous opportunities oriented towards the integration of STEAM and medicine and aims to produce content and offer a multitude of services to underprivileged and underserved students. The podcast is our initiative to explore medicine through an informative audio format. Hi, I'm your host, Salam, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Gabe. Hi, hi everyone. My name is Gabe. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm a junior in high school, about to be a senior, a let's go class of 2022. And then um, for me personally, I'm trying to get into the field of anesthesiology or radiology because biotech kind of interesting, you know? It is, it is, definitely. Well, thanks, Gabe, for being here. We are coming live from the Bay Area in California. All right, so season three is called What's the Problem? And in this season, we'll be talking about the wrongdoings that occur in the medical field. This episode specifically will talk about the lack of diversity in the medical field and why that's such a huge problem. We will also talk about the lack of diversity among healthcare workers and the different approaches taken by some workers when they treat a POC, which stands for person of color. Well, I have prepared some questions for me and Gabe to talk about. So Gabe, if you're ready, we'll hop right in. Sounds great. Let's get into it. Okay, before we start, I think it'd be best if we define what diversity is for some listeners. So within the context of this podcast, diversity means having a workforce of multiple races, genders, ethnicities, orientations. In other words, it refers to when the medical and administrative staff on a healthcare facility represents a wide range of experiences and backgrounds. So for this podcast, I first wanted to bring up the Grey's Anatomy cast. For those who don't know, Grey's Anatomy is a unique medical show, and it's one of the most racially diverse casts on primetime television. And every new character that's introduced on the show is a racial minority, but the diversity of the cast is never really discussed during the show. So I guess my first question would be, do you think diversity among healthcare professionals is important? And if so, do you think there's diversity right now? Okay, the first thing I would like to address is that Grey's Anatomy, great show, loving it. But Mm -hmm. I would like first say that it's not reality for sure Mm -hmm. because like like Grey's Anatomy is just a television show while here in reality like yes there has been more diversity I do agree with that but like it's still there's still not enough for all of us to be comfortable with you know what I mean like yeah um so like for example when we go into our regular appointments for our checkups right Mm-hmm. For me, I personally feel more comfortable when I'm with someone that is a Filipino doctor because I myself is, are, is Filipino and I'm Filipino and I feel more comfortable with uh, being a Filipino doctor. So that's why I feel like it is important for diversity to be included in the medical field so that not, not everyone has this, like not everyone has the fear of being like misheard or mistreated in the medical field. Yeah, it's definitely different when you're treated by a white doctor versus a doctor who's of POC origins. I know for me as a Black individual, I feel much more comforted by a Black individual because they kind of understand what I'm going through mentally because we're kind of of the same race. Like you guys experience the same exact things when it comes to like exactly. social life, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, and I love how you brought up the diversity of Grey's Anatomy and how that's not real. Um, I was doing some research and the AAMC identifies that 56.2% of doctors right now identifies white, 17.1% identifies Asian, 5.8% identifies Hispanic, and only 5% identifies Black or African American. So there's definitely a lack of diversity within that field. And that kind of segues to my next question, why is there so little diversity in the med field right now? It's like such a decrease in diversity in the medical field right now is because one, we have lack of resources for those who are in K through 12 right now and don't have like the resources to go into a higher form of education. They don't have the money. Low income communities usually contain more POC rather than white people. And therefore we don't see much POC going into the medical field because they don't have the money to go into med school and all that different things. I think, yeah, I think another thing also is that these communities don't have as much money to invest into their children as much as predominantly rich um, societies do. Like the SAT recently was proven to be a little racist because those who are upper class and have the money to invest into these test preps, and it, the same goes for the MCAT as well. It's just hmm. so hard for marginalized communities to get the money that they need to push their children up this social ladder. And so I feel like all these standardized testing and these um, decreased opportunities for by POC to receive an education is something that truly, you know, it like it reduces the amount of people that can even go to college, let alone go to med school. And it's kind of ironic that there's a shortage in doctors right now, but it's mm. so impossible to access med school even if you're middle class, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely. Because like, I feel like also like the parents of low income families, they already have a hard time trying to support their kids like with basic necessities. So how can they even support their kids to going to a higher form of education? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's really no way. So we'll see what the future holds. I also feel like the discrimination factor as well. I know when I was thinking about the medical field, I was thinking about the discrimination that happens within this field and how um, like people of color are treated differently, which we'll get into later in the podcast. But that's something that also kind of, you know, made me really hesitant about going into this field. Like, do I want to deal with this discrimination often? And I feel like that drives so many people away. Yeah. And also like another thing too, is that like with low income communities, since they don't get the resources that they need and the money for like schools, that also leads to having colleges, making colleges harder to get into in the first place. So like schools that like are good in the medical field, so like UCLA, UC Irvine, UC Berkeley, all the, like all the UCs here in California, like all of those in the low income communities, yes, they can get some like certain scholarships that only benefit towards them. But even then those scholarships can only get them so far, you know what I mean? Yeah, like even in the low income communities, like the elementary schools, you can start seeing a gap between like the low income families and the high income families and their education. It's like starting from third grade. And I know the gap continuously gets bigger and bigger and bigger until like you start applying to college, which we'll be doing in a few months. We definitely, we definitely saw that gap grow when we were, remember when we went to the same elementary school. You yes, know, hey. yes. <laughs> we went to an underfunded elementary school. And Very so, underfunded. yeah, it was, now we go to a suburban high school and seeing just the 
stark um, differences between that elementary school and the high school we're going to really makes us appreciate where we are right now. But we can see the wealth gap too, honestly. The wealth gap is so apparent in our high school. Yeah. Like you, you don't, you really don't need a magnifying glass. You can literally just see it right in, like in the spotlight. Yeah, and it's so different for POC too to see that wealth and to see how people are flaunting it, you know, kind of creates this like dissonance, like why am I not like them? And why can't I, you know, pursue my dreams like others are pursuing them? And it's sometimes because of the lack of money, sometimes because of the lack of like supportive parents as well. Also like another thing too, is that a lot of people are going into the medical field rather like their mindset of going to the medical field rather than being like, oh, I want to help people. I want to help like, like over-exaggeration here, but like mm-hmm. finding cancer mm-hmm. or like I want to help people when they are in trouble and like blah 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 but rather than do, having that kind of mindset they're in the mindset of like oh my god I need to get rich I need to like I need yes. to get rich and with low-income families too they want to support their families again too so it's like it's like it's so yeah. hard to, like have like the you know the right mindset to go into the medical field and also like it just this is a lot it's just a lot yeah like especially the financial burden because that's something me and my family have talked about as well mm-hmm. and just the sheer amount of studying and like the lack of resources for some people is just something that draws so many potential candidates for medical school and it's really mm-hmm. sad to see that most of those people are POC who just don't have the opportunities to continue mm-hmm. their education and so yeah, yeah. The amount of student loan debt that medical yep. students go through. Literally, they're going into like 10 years of their career, like being like a, let's say a cardiologist. They still have like over 50% of their de- uh, debt to pay still. And it's so sad. Yeah, the average debt is like 200000 to like 300000 It's crazy. Which also makes the medical field really expensive too. But like that's the re- main reason why, honestly, if you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Gosh, it's crazy. Okay. You want to talk about your experience in the medical field? Well, in high school, I know that POC don't get as many opportunities. So I've been trying to just reach out everywhere. And I feel like if you're a um, POC or Black or Indigenous and you're listening to this, our number one advice to you would be to network. Because especially for first generation, I know me and Gabe are first generation, it's so important to network, find opportunities, because you're not going to have those well-established roots in America that many don't, or many have and can access. Like, my mom's a nurse, and most of our uh, family are in the medical field, but they're in Ethiopia, so it's completely different, and it just makes, it makes me more ambitious, because I just look for opportunities anywhere I go and try to find medical opportunities as well. And so that's our number one piece of advice to you guys. And also for me personally, like I have a sibling, my sister, who's in like, uh, who works as an assistant nurse in one, like in a hospital right now, right? And like, she, I can like always like talk to her about like, oh, what do I need to do for this? And like, that's why I'm so blessed to have her. And also mm-hmm. my mom has made connections with other, like it's a stereotype, but like, you know, Filipinos always become nurses, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh-huh, I've heard that stereotype. <laughs> But like, it's true. It's honestly true, though, if you think about it, like go into a hospital. If you do not find a Filipino, call me. Call me. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my mom has become friends with a lot of Filipino nurses and like, and I've been able to talk to them and like ask them for advice of like, oh, what should I do to get into this field and like all that stuff. So I'm very blessed to have that opportunity, you know, and not many people do. Yeah. Which is really disheartening. Exactly. I know. 
Um, my mom's a nurse, but I'm interested in being a doctor, specifically a cardiologist. Yeah. So if you're looking to be a doctor and you want to start from a young age, please don't be shy to reach out to people. Like, you never know what's going to happen. And so increasing that diversity in the medical field as well starts with you taking on opportunities around you. And it's so important that you start by taking a look around you, like ask the teacher, ask the counselor, or maybe you go to your hospital visit and you really like your doctor, ask if you can shadow for them. It just, it all starts with you. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. So our next part of the podcast is how POC are, are treated differently from white Americans when they go to the hospital. I wanted to quickly bring up a medical article from the Harvard Health blog that I came across a couple of days ago. In this blog, the writer describes a Black individual who may have received a different approach to treatment due to her race. She shares, they treated me like I was trying to play them, like I was trying to get pain meds out of them. They didn't try to make any diagnosis or help me at all. They couldn't get rid of me fast enough. There was nothing in her history to suggest that she was taking pain meds and that she was seeking them or she was addicted to them. She's a middle-aged, church-going lady who never had issues with substance abuse. Eventually, she received a diagnosis and appropriate care somewhere else. She's convinced that she was treated poorly by the emergency room because she's Black. She probably was right, though. Black people receive the worst treatments for their illnesses as seen by their increased mortality rates. Most physicians are not explicitly racist and are committed to treating all patients equally. However, they operate in an inherently racist system. They also may have implicit biases that cause their treatment approach to differ among people of different races. I read the study where it said Black Americans are three times likely to get infected with COVID-19 than white Americans, according to a document from the National Urban League. Uh, the report based on the data from the Johns Hopkins University also shows Black Americans are twice as likely to die from the virus, which is crazy. Yeah, just the inadequate resources there are in Black communities, not only for Black communities, but other marginalized races during the COVID pandemic is just magnified to a whole different level. Just the lack of treatment options, the lack of um, safety personnel, especially in those communities that have been redlined or just don't have access to as many things is so inherently apparent. And it's very sad that a lot of the mortalities of COVID this mm -hmm. year and last year were POC. That's crazy. That's such a crazy statistic to even think about. If you're really, like, Three times as many. Oh Dang. my gosh. Okay, but also discrimination doesn't just stop at skin color. We also got those who are LGBTQ+, um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, and other sexual or gender minority people encounter doctors who are ill-informed, ask inappropriate questions, or refuse to even treat them. Um, I remember uh, always seeing it on social media and like the news where it was like, I forgot which state, but they were uh, enforcing an anti-transgender bill where they like mm -hmm. in schools they would literally check if you are transgender by checking your privates that's literally so wow that's yeah like I get it you can say it's controversial blah 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 but that's literally pedophilia right there if you genuinely think about it that's pedophilia mm -hmm. it definitely is and also transgender discrimination within the um, hospital setting um, I was reading this article and Lund an assistant professor of medicine and nephrology at Stanford University 
cited in 2015, um, she released a survey and she said that a third of transgender people who saw a healthcare provider in the prior year had at least one negative experience, such as being verbally harassed or refused treatment. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, and also like another thing too that like like scares me because for me, y'all didn't know, I couldn't tell about my voice already. Uh, <laughs> I'm a homosexual. I'm a little gay, but yeah. Um, so basically, like it's crazy to me that like doctor like there's like certain states where they allow the doctors to refuse the service to those who are LGBT, and it's just like refuse service just because of the sole fact that they are gay, that they are lesbian, that they are bisexual, transgender, pansexual, queer, based off yeah. just their religious beliefs. What I'm just like, isn't there supposed to be separation of church and state? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I know doctors take a, the Hippocratic oath to save everyone's lives. And um, sometimes they aren't openly showing that they're showing this bias. But just the bias that's just subconsciously rooted in their mind while they're treating these people from different communities is something that isn't really talked about and something that isn't really addressed in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as you said, separation of church and state. I'm a, I'm Christian myself, but I also believe that in the medical room, there should be a separation of church ideologies and hospital ideologies as well. You shouldn't let your previous beliefs dictate how you're going to treat someone. Yeah. And like one thing I want to do say for sure is that um, LGBT, we have been getting our rights for sure, definitely. And Mm -hmm. like I've been seeing like people more open about it, like Pride's coming up. So many like companies have started their collections. Some of them are cute. Some of them are. (laughs) (laughs) Like some like medical fields, like or some medical hospitals such as like Kaiser mm-hmm. and I know for sure they're very like they're very anti-homophobic they they support LGBT all the way like I always be seeing like the sign like the like the I'm not sure if you've been to like Kaiser before but like the triangle that has like the rainbow on it like, oh yeah like you're safe here yeah yeah like, safe here safe space like that's why I really appreciate it. and also I see like oh also with like we don't uh, accept any racial discrimination racial bias like blah 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 here so like that's why I love too yeah Kaiser is becoming really accepting now especially other hospitals I still think there's work that can be done though for sure like, definitely like yeah they put that's another, another important thing to uh, point out is that that's just the front of it you don't know what's yeah. happening systematically you know what I mean yeah like so. I know there's diversity training in the healthcare field but I also feel like that doesn't really address the implicit bias that many physicians have and so it's a little awkward when you talk to your doctor about that and you know like I know it's a different generation and so it's hard to talk about your sexuality with a doctor Mm -hmm. so I definitely think there needs to be more training in that Mm -hmm. I mean like in the end of the day we have to be tolerant of the intolerant you know what I mean Mm -hmm. they won't accept me that's fine like I don't I couldn't I couldn't care less but like if it comes to the point where obviously like they're harassing me then obviously I would speak up about it you know yeah like asking inappropriate questions yeah. and yeah people aren't really informed and on sometimes refusing hormone therapy for transgender oh, youth yes. mm-hmm. I I just if they're medically fit for it Mm-hmm. And if the patient's willing to, and it's all safe, 
then I definitely think that hormone therapy should be an option. But there's yeah. some who just outright, uh, outright reject it. And it's very sad to see a lot of people going through pain of like not being able to express who they are. They are truly. And like, it's just like, it's so sad to see like, oh, like suicide rates are more common in the community for, LG for LGBT youth. And they're just like, every time you see that like statistics, it's like crazy. Like they're not getting the help they need. And it just, it makes you so, it makes you feel sad. It makes you feel broken because you, you, like they could have been saved if only they were given the right care, which is why it's important for us to talk to talk about it. Oh my God. Yeah, especially the stigma around like the mental health of LGBTQ people as well. It's, uh, like I know therapy is becoming more inclusive, but mm. it's still it's still not enough. So yeah, for me with my experience when going to like um, what do you call this therapy? Because like uh, for like for like my mental health, because I needed it like a few years back. Um, mm -hmm. The my therapist would ask me questions about me being LGBT when I'm just like that doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's literally me just feeling really, really, really like upset, like really, really down, depressed, and, like filled with anxiety, and like she kept trying to ask me like, oh, are you trying to discover your gender identity? Like I can figure that out on my own personally, but like when it comes to like my mental health, like there's yeah, obviously, like being LGBT, like from all the like all the bullying and all that stuff, and also from being uh, Asian too, and being made fun of, like, oh, my eyes, blah 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 blah, and like yeah, like that definitely did affect it. But like I, you know, it's like, oh god. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Like she was just trying to come to conclusions when there wasn't really a visible pathway there. Yeah, like, like therapist tried skewering the topic of like to my about my sexuality when it's really just my mental health and like just like okay yeah like, like I can see she was still trying to help though for sure yeah and I feel like doctors don't just show their prejudice or show their biases as well but I definitely believe it's rooted in them and they show like they have their moments I've seen mm -hmm. them myself and so yeah I definitely think that's something that needs to be addressed and talked about it's definitely stigmatized because doctors are like oh yeah we want you to come to us and we want you to feel comfortable around us but um I hope in the medical field in the future when I join that I'm able to transform like racial topics and I know you will as well and oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah especially for the youth listening you have the ability to make a change wherever you are, you see verbal, sexual, racial harassment. That's something you need to train yourself to pick up on and not be gaslighted that you feel that way. And just bringing that up and really making a change is the only way to target these racial disparities. Uh, as for the economic barrier, that's something that like politicians need to bring up as well and invest more into youth. But for like with all this discrimination in mind, I feel like we definitely can come up with a lot of solutions. And like one of them, I think, is installing more diversity into like the higher up air like fields of the medical field. So like oh, like those who run the ho actual hospital, those who run the actual institution, or even possibly like you know like being the United States doctor, like known doctor, like Dr. Fauci, blah 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 blah, like all that stuff. It's, I definitely think that's true, and especially in elementary schools as well. 
like I feel like that gap is just so increasingly intensified between like wealthy and poor and so even starting from primary school and investing more into those schools but definitely today we haven't talked about the different types of discrimination when it comes to like those who are physically disabled or even mentally disabled that are not those who are neurodivergent or mm-hmm. those who have lost limbs have don't have are legally blind or can't hear and like I def definitely think we can add more diversity into that obviously in f- areas where they can be able to succeed in that field definitely exactly sure. exactly it, it all starts with opening more opportunities to those fields as well and there's just so much on the diversity spectrum that we haven't covered today but if you want to feel free to do research If we host the second podcast, hopefully we can talk more about diversity as well. If you have any questions, contact Medicine and Compass, and we'll be able to answer them. Thank you to my podcast host, Gabe, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Salam. All right. Thank you for listening in. And if you made it this far, we appreciate you for hearing our opinions and some facts about diversity. And we'll see you later. Peace out. Visit our website, medicineencompass.org, or our link tree to learn more about our organization. If you would like to suggest a topic to our team or be a featured guest on the Medicine Encompass podcast, please email us at podcast at medicineencompass.org. Remember to follow us on Spotify and Instagram at the Medicine Encompass podcast so you never miss an episode. Have a great day! Cover art by Angela Liu. Produced and edited by Alyssa Wong. Produced on Anchor.